screws loose with them, stripped the bolts on them. Should've never sent them to pick up the work for them. Sprayed the park and had my shit inside the car. Marcus Smart Boy was shooting with a 36 on him. Said if he wasn't in the rush, they was all goners. Tech cursive on the right. Greetings, chudlings. Welcome to another episode of Chuddy's Corner. It's Friday, December 8th. Just a little bit, about 10.20 here on the East Coast. Uh, Celtics pick up the win tonight over the Knicks, 133-123. to 123. We're here to break it down. As always, I'm your host, Dugouts, with me, King Chuddy. How you doing, Chud? Doing well. Uh, feels like it's been it's been way too long, so it's just yeah. nice to have Celtics basketball back in our lives, and uh, nice to see him play well, pick up a win. Yeah. Absolutely. It definitely was a pretty uh, pretty extended break. I feel like we were on a very fevered pace with the games. I felt like we were playing every other night. <laughs> yeah. So this this felt absolutely like an eternity. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be back uh, on the podcast. Good to see the Celtics play and especially good to see the Celtics pick up a win. Uh, before we get started, make sure you follow uh, me and Chuddy on Twitter. I'm at Doug underscore outs. He's at King Chuddy. Make sure you follow on the show page at Chuddy's Corner. And make sure, if you listen to this podcast, that you subscribed to wherever you listen to the podcast from, uh, whether it be Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, we're on anywhere you can find a, a podcast, make sure you go on there and subscribe. And a special thanks to our sponsor, NickPereno.com. Nick Perino, all your real estate needs. Uh, check him out. Uh, NickPereno.com also hosts Shuddy's weekly uh, NBA Power Rankings, too. So we're, we're putting some more content out there on the website as well. Uh, but yeah, we'll dive right into it. Celtics, 133-123. Derek White, 30-point game. Uh, Chud, go ahead. I see, hopefully with the new glasses, you got a whole new perspective on the game. <laughs> so let me, how clearly did you see this game tonight? Uh, I think the TV was just speaking to me uh, in every way possible. It's nice nice to be able to actually watch what I'm analyzing, much less guesswork. So <laughs> that is, uh, that's huge. That is huge. The analysis should uh, only get better from here. So if you've already been listening, just be prepared for it to get even better. But yeah, so what I saw tonight, um, first of all, huge to have Chris Porzingis back in the lineup. Nice to um, see that he looked good out there. Didn't show a lot of rust. I mean, looked fully healthy. Played 29 minutes, which is not like super high, but didn't seem like there was any kind of minutes limit on him uh, or anything. Came out absolutely smoking. I think he hit his first seven shots. Uh, hit scored the first eight points of the game. He had a dunk on a underneath play, and then two threes on the next two possessions. So good to see him back, and really just good to see the Celtics uh, starting lineup together again. They looked really good, really locked in. The Celtics offense, I thought, looked just about unstoppable, especially through three quarters. I mean, this is when they're playing like that, and everyone's making the shots. I'm really not sure what you what you do to stop this team, and so much of that is Porzingis. Even besides the hot shooting, just what he opens up on the floor, the way he pulls a big guy out of the lane, the driving lanes were open all night. Uh, the Celtics were basically getting whatever they wanted on offense, kind of taking turns driving. It seemed like they were either able to drive to the basket, get easy layups, or kick out to open shooters. For the most part, we were hitting our threes, so just great to see. Um, and again, the game just looks so easy. The floor is so wide open and against the Knicks team that's a really tough, physical, defensive team. I mean, they're no slouches. This isn't exactly putting up that kind of points against, you know, the Hornets or the Pacers or what have you. This is a really good defensive team. Uh, they played hard. They played disciplined. You know they're going to get up for a game like this against the Celtics, and the Celtics just basically had their way with them on offense. Like I said, getting anything they wanted, great looks nonstop the entire night. Great to see, um, and just nice to see what, what this team can do at full strength and to see that, you know, didn't even take a single, didn't even take like a minute to get Porzingis back uh, acclimated right into it. He was great. Um, great to see that all around. The Celtics 
defense, on the other hand, was not great. Did not give up much resistance, and it was kind of the same thing on the other end for the Knicks. They were just getting into the paint over and over and over again, and that is just at some point you got to get in front of someone and stop penetration. Um, our perimeter defense was so lackluster, and the same thing. It was just like the Knicks were getting into the paint at will, and it just seemed like all of their main guys, Brunson, uh, Barrett, I mean, the amount of just kind of like layups and short little jumpers in the paint and hook shots, whatever, over and over again, like it really wasn't even the stuff that usually kills us. The offensive rebounding, they had four, I think, right in the first six minutes, and then they didn't have another one until, I think then they only had five until the end. They got a few junky yeah. ones in the fourth quarter, but overall, I thought the rebounding was fine. It was really just their shot making. I mean, the next shot over 50% from the field and over 40% from threes. And a lot of that is just, they were getting really good looks. I mean, there's an absolute shootout through three quarters. It felt a lot like kind of that weird Philly game uh, the other night that well, I think last Friday feels like it was months ago now, but where it was just <laughs> such a back and forth track meet. And again, the Knicks are not that kind of team at all. They have one of the, I think the second slowest pace in the NBA, their uh, top 10 defense. So unusual type of game. And, uh, but then the Celtics, finally started to pour it on third quarter which again has been our bugaboo it was really it was the last two minutes of the second quarter the celtics uh pulled away largely thanks to tatum kind of taking over and he was just seeing the floor so well he made a couple baskets made a couple good reads to get open threes pushed the lead out to nine third quarter was the opposite of our third quarter woes it seemed like there was whatever uh Maz said in the locker room he was gonna make sure we were not gonna come out and have another flat third quarter the celtics looked great in the third pushed the lead all the way out to 20 um, and then just got a little lackadaisical in the fourth quarter. The game got kind of just like <laughs> gross on both ends. Uh, yeah. Both teams, just gross. the shot making was bad. The obvious ref show that got involved that we'll talk about, I'm sure. Uh, but Jalen Brown, if you didn't see it, got a T. That seemed like a questionable T. I mean, he, he was pissed about a call, basically, that seemed like there's no consistency in the whistle. Shocker. Jalen gets teed up, arguing a call, whatever. Goes to the bench, um, said something on the bench, and they give him another tee on the bench, toss him right after. Just Shout out Joey Crawford. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, Jalen, Jalen's not a guy who's really bitches to the ref a lot either. Like, I, I don't know. It seemed like he yeah. was clearly upset, more upset than you usually see him. But just, again, a super quick whistle to be throwing out a, a superstar, like, in that situation. It's just, there's just no need for that. He's already on yeah. the bench. He's already walking away. He said one more thing, and you're going to toss him. They showed the replay. It wasn't like he was making some, throwing a fit on the bench. Like, he just basically yelled one more thing at the ref, and they just threw him out from the bench. Like, yeah, just no, stupid. Yeah. I then, definitely want to get more into that. Yeah, and then more that kind of mucked up the whole game. It just seemed like it was really slow. Part of that, again, both teams missing shots. Part of it, I think, but a little, a little more defense. Finally, uh, Celtics started playing some D, getting some stops. Uh, we were missing a lot of shots. Again, it, it almost turned into like a free throw contest for a little bit there. It just seemed like there was nonstop whistles after that. But then the Celtics weren't getting any calls, uh, so it's kind of weird, but. Ultimately, good to see the Celtics have some some good possessions down the stretch. They did that thing kind of again where they started slowing it down a little too early. The Knicks, as we know, a team that just doesn't quit. I mean, even when they were up 20, it felt like they just wouldn't die, kept hanging on. Uh, got it to within, what, like seven or eight, I think, in the last couple of minutes. It got a little, a little too close yeah. for comfort after the Brown ejection, but had some really good possessions. Uh, largely Derek White, who you mentioned, was just spectacular, and he seems to be that guy in, in the clutch when the Celtics slow down. Sure enough, they get the ball to Derek. He immediately flies to the cup for a quick layup, gets the, then we got a stop. Right back to Derek, flew in there, drew a foul, two shots, pushed the lead back up to double digits, and uh, that was kind of it. Able to hang on. It was nice to finally hold the Knicks under 30 points in a quarter in that fourth, even though they got 28. But um, again, for the Celtics to score 133 points, and that was with only scoring 24 in the fourth. Like, pretty bad and slow fourth quarter offensively, but 109 points uh, through three quarters. 
just an amazing output against this defense. Again, firing on all cylinders and then able to close it out largely with defense. So uh, a few frustrating moments, but either overall, I think a really, really solid win. And just, again, good to see the team back at full strength and uh, immediately kind of clicking like that. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I agree most with uh, a lot of the stuff you were saying. I do think uh, one of your keys was to, to be getting rebounding. So I think the fact that, um, like I said, the fourth quarter – the stack gets a little bit skewed. It was 13 to six. The Nick, the Knicks out rebounded us in the fourth quarter, but up until that, we were pretty much keeping pace. The mid finished 44 to 34 in rebounding um, mm. in the Knicks favor, which still isn't terrible, but I do think that fourth quarter kind of skewed a little bit of that because I was sort of yeah. keeping up my eye on that stat. Like the whole game, we were keeping it relatively close. Um, and yeah. I think that made, a, that made a lot of the difference there. Um, Knicks had them 21 to 13 on second chance points. Um, you know, I think that that's that you can live with that too. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't too big of a differential at all. Um, that third quarter, um, like you said, they played much different than what we've seen from the team in the third quarter. I did, they did mention a stat during the game, so I wonder if it has anything to do with Porzingis being back in the lineup. The team's net rating in the third quarter with Porzingis in the lineup is a plus 6.6, without Porzingis is a minus 9.6, so that's a pretty big wow. swing. So, yeah. That might have just been the issue. We just needed Porzingis back in the lineup. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that there was some other things. I almost was thinking that they should just not even go into the locker room at halftime. They should just hang out <laughs> on the court. So it's just like, don't even, like, think about this as halftime or anything like that. Just come out yeah. um, as if you're going, you know, between the first and second quarter. But thankfully, mm-hmm. they did manage to figure it out. Like you said, they scored, I think it was 35 to 28 in the in the third quarter. So, again, yeah. 28 and that points. And was a 9-0 run by the Knicks in the last two minutes, too. They Like I said, yeah. It would have been. It was even bigger than probably the score indicates. How well they actually came out played in that third. So yeah, and even I mean, even with the even the Knicks won the twenty eight. To me, it's just the fact that we scored thirty five because I think the problem has just been our ability to score a lot in those third quarters. So um, it right. was great. It was great to see that. It's great to see Porzingis back in the lineup. Twenty one points, three rebounds. He had two steals. Also, um, like you mm-hmm. said, twenty nine minutes. So I don't think he was on any type of minute restriction. That seems. Pretty normal. Joe said he wasn't going to be on a minute restriction, and yeah. it definitely didn't seem like that. He was in there at pretty much any moment you would want him to be in there. Um, yeah. Can't say enough about Al Horford, 14 points, Incredible. 10 rebounds. Um, guys, he's just a timeless legend. Uh, really, yeah. it, it, it seemed like, you know, the shots, you know, 14 points, but it seemed like every shot he was shooting was just coming at a time when it really helped out the momentum of the game, too. Huge buckets. He yep. hit that three to, I think it was at the, the end, end of the, the third. second quarter. It was the third quarter. Oh, yeah. I think he third. actually had... I think each, but that big one at the end of the third, they had right a nine oh run. Nine oh run for the Knicks, they'd cut it to ten or eleven and uh Al hit that three on the kick out from Tatum right, the, right before the buzzer. Yeah. I uh I think Holiday got going got really involved early in the offense, which is nice. He finished with sixteen yeah. points, six rebounds, five assists. That just seems like just a very holiday stat line right there. Um <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked how aggressive he was to start the game. Uh, we got yeah. to see when yeah. he's down there in the post around the around the hoop and stuff like that. It's just crazy. And the way he can finish too with his left hand is pretty impressive. Also, yeah, it's like he just plays bully ball. His his main offense is just bullying his way to the rim and finishing with his left hand, which is just <laughs> hilarious yeah. offense for like a point guard. But uh, it's yeah. extremely effective when he has a smaller guy on him. Yeah. So just you know, overall, I mean, Jalen too before he got ejected, still seventeen points. Uh, Tatum- I thought. Jalen quietly had was having a great game. I just like loved the way he was playing. He was picking his spots. I thought every time, uh, every time we needed a basket, like he would take over, make something happen. Um, I thought he had a really good passing game, really good defensive game, and just I mean, what he he didn't end up with a lot of shots. He got to nineteen points. Obviously, basically missed the whole fourth quarter. But um, I love the way he was playing. I mean, I honestly everyone I thought who played like 
had a really good game, even if the guys with the stats don't jump at you. Um, a rare off-night shooting for Hauser, but I thought it was great to see that, again, like, he was really affecting the game positively. He had a couple huge rebounds. He had a huge block. He had the huge uh, offensive rebound when the game got tight near the end. He, he was kept the possession the alive. on guys, too. Yeah, like, he, it's, I mean, we've talked about this all year, but the fact that he's come to the point where, even on a night where he's missing every shot he's taking, he still seems like he's positively contributing out there. I mean, that's just yeah. absolutely huge. Real, Not so while, much while for the Johnny Carlay. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, we'll get into the chutty parlay. I'll make a note to make sure we come back. To that I gotta, I gotta, I don't know, I don't know yeah. what the hell's going on. Um, but I will say uh, also real quick, we're talking about Hauser. Shout out Hauser! Happy birthday, Hauser! Mm. Twenty six. That's just crazy to me. It makes you makes me feel oh. old when I hear guys twenty six years old. Um, yeah. You know, it's like Al seems so old, but in reality, like, I'm closer to Al's age than I am like half the like almost the rest of the team. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's just, time to just realize we're pretty much older than almost yeah, every professional. We are washed. I know. I know. Professional sports. Yeah. It's got to be. It's gonna. It's only gonna get weirder. I guess. Like. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So again, I think the the whole the whole team just came out and played really well. I was something I was definitely a little bit nervous about. I feel like in the past uh, we've had like long breaks between games. We've sometimes struggled. So yeah, it was good. I mean, this was an especially long break. I mean, last game was on Monday, so. Right. Yeah, just just a whole lot of good stuff in the game. Again, the fourth quarter got a little bit hairy there. Um, I think that Joe used some good timeouts in that period to just kind of like gain things under control, especially right after the Jalen ejection. Um, yes, and, and I like that he was actually like mixing it up with the ref. He seems like he needs he's never really gets in the ref's faces and angry. So it was good to see him kind of uh, jawing at the ref after that, and he had just a hilarious reaction. He just kind of like scoffed and almost started like laughing at how whatever the ref said. Like yeah, it was just preposterous. That, but I mean, it was. Well, I guess so. We can pivot right to that now. Um, that that ref just looks like the absolute definition of just like a fucking squid who just <laughs> is like the softest. Like again, Jalen. The first, the first tech I thought was awful, but I understand it. Sure, you, you got to give like, him a tech. Like, he kind of yeah. pointed. Sure, it's like all right, shut up. Like cut, cut the crap or whatever. And who right. knows? But, but the fact that he he boots an NBA player, like and and, and a good and a, you know one of the you know yeah. top 25, 30 players in the league for and not a guy who usually argues. Yeah, for for that, <laughs> it's just it's like what are we doing? I mean, I don't I don't understand. Like, there has to be some kind of like repercussion for a ref and a ref does on the bench, like that. literally on the bench, walking away from the yeah, refs. Like, exactly. It, and, it's easy to just not hear him or ignore. Like, you have to be looking for a reason to toss him at that point. Yeah, and and I just don't I don't even understand like what the like letter of like the law is on that because it's just like is it just like if the ref feels like their feelings one. are hurt, they can yeah. tee you oh, up. Yeah. It's just like there's no like yeah. They like, like oh, there's some magic word, but it's like not. It's like the ref just. Right, but, I I mean, don't know. but I'm saying like the NBA has to have like rules, right? For, I wish like... they had a more consistent, like I, I would, I don't know the exact language in the rule book, but it's probably just like conduct that is, I don't even know, like unbecoming of an NBA player. Like, but it's, it's just a judgment at the end of the day. And you, I mean, you see it, you watch different games, different refs will call text for different things at different times and seemingly I mean, different ways remember, for different players. Like LeBron it's last year, like, like oh, rolling yeah. around on the floor, like a infant child, yeah. like. Yes, it, yeah, <laughs> I do. I just, I just can't. I don't know. It just to, to for, for that again. same exact thing that happened tonight with Jalen. The same exact scenario happened with LeBron. I doubt he even would get one technical. No, probably not. <laughs> no, and again, it just like the first one, whatever. It's still to, stupid. To, but... to kick a player out of the game is just it's just and banana I mean, land. We're living in an you, absolute banana land world with what after the rep. you give um, a guy a soft tee like that or whatever. I feel like you have to 
give him a minute to like cool. It's like okay, you gave him the tea. Now like let him get it all out. Right. But like you're, he, yeah, exactly. if he, if he go tea. if that like gets him more fired up and he's like Jim trying to like get in your face like whatever. Obviously that's one thing, but that's clearly not what happened. He was just pissed about the call. He again was walking away, was cooling down. Like you, I, like I said, you just have to be like looking for a reason at that point to to do it because there's just that I don't see any way how that improves the game, how it helps the game. There was no like he wasn't doing anything egregious, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I mean, again, luckily we were able to bounce back. Uh, it definitely like it's, took some of the momentum away, and again, Jalen was kind of kind of had it going there in that fourth. He made a few huge plays. They just cut it to ten. He had that awesome man one. Um, he had hit a three. Like just. Uh, crazy again to like get him out of there on that and potentially ruin a good game um you know nobody hates hates good basketball more than nba referees if they're out of control <laughs> and there's so no the, the thing is that there's, i just feel like there's never any like type of repercussions for it like i know they and don't... another this isn't like a directly related to tonight's ref crew or a call they made but all those stupid friggin technicals that tatum's gotten for hanging on the rim when he has just been trying to save himself, you could tell tonight he had that breakaway dunk and he like awkwardly let go so fast he fell and almost yeah. hurt himself. Yeah. And it's clearly because it's in his head about all these friggin' technicals. So I was like, yeah. now he's endangering himself to not, to just to avoid a stupid technical and he fell, almost got hurt, and then is on the ground and the Knicks pushed it up and Brunson had a wide open three. So it's just like, I don't know. Do the refs, <laughs> do the refs ever have to like take questions from the media or anything like that? Yeah. So they, there's a there's a pool report after every game. The, the lead official goes and uh, explains. There's only like a few questions and a few media I think who are allowed, but they do have to answer questions. So see, that seems just so crazy, mate. The players they like lose the most heartbreaking fashion possible, and they immediately have to go to like a room full <laughs> of people just asking yeah. like trolling questions. And the refs, I feel like that whatever that is, the the questions are probably just like, so what about they're like? Oh, okay. There's like no pushback or anything like. It's just crazy. Like if you're if you're gonna kick a player out of a game like that in that situation, it's just well. I'll be curious to see at the pool report tonight what the explanation for that second tech is. Um, and unless it's like it's gonna be some bullshit. Unless about the guy's feelings says, getting hurt. Well, right. But unless he's like exactly, there's very few explanations that would justify uh, what happened. But I'll be just curious to see how they even try to explain it because that was pathetic. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Too yeah. much ref talk, but. Yeah, 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 that, that was, but, <laughs> but they deserve, like, fuck them. No, it is it's, super it's frustrating, and again, like I said, luckily, we rebounded and were able to hold on, but for a game that was getting close against a rival, like, a hotly contested game in the fourth quarter to kick out one of the stars of the game for that is, yeah. again, just, I can't imagine anyone in the NBA front office, like, wants that to happen or thinks that that's at all good for the league. Like, there's nothing he did that you would think, like, yes, this is something that we want to make sure that players are thrown out for doing. Yeah, it's, it's just unfathomable. But um, again, too bad because Jalen was really starting to cook. I, I thought he had a really good game um, overall. Like I liked the way he was playing. It seemed like he was driving with purpose every time he got the ball or getting into really good shots. He had a few plays. I, I noticed one a uh, couple times pulling up. It looked like he could have just kind of chucked the three, pump faked, and had nice uh, entry passes to Porzingis. Little things like that that, again, uh, don't show up in the box score. But. Very good, helpful play, just smart basketball. And I thought that was kind of the theme of the game for the whole team. It was just, like, everyone making the right play. We had the extra pass. Suit, what we, I think only seven turnovers for the whole game. Like, that's awesome to go with, like, 24 assists. Um, and, again, it was just everyone. It was, like, smart drives. And when the help came, kicking out, getting great looks. I mean, we shot over – I decided about the Knicks, but it's true for the Celtics, too, to shoot over 50 from the field, over 40 from three. And it was just 
great shot quality all around. So again, when the Celtics move the ball like that, are playing that quickly and are hitting shots at an even like decent rate, which again, I don't think they had some like amazing shooting night. A lot of those were just really good wide open, like corner shots generated by good offense. So Again, the Celtics moved the ball like that, and it was just coming from all angles tonight. Again, Derek was amazing. Uh, the Jays were honestly pretty quiet, and they each kind of had their stretches where they got it going, but it was really Porzingis and White in the first half with a little bit of Drew. Um, Al just rock solid throughout. But again, just uh, good to see, like Geek said, he played offense like that, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of other things almost aren't even going to matter. So yeah, really, did... really encouraging on offense. And again, so much of it goes down to Porzingis, even beyond the numbers, just the way. He spaces the floor, how he can pick and pop. You saw a few times where Robinson and Hartenstein are not big guys who want to play on the perimeter, but with Porzingis, when he comes out and he's raining threes from five feet behind the line, you have no choice. And you could see a couple plays where they we would run a pick and roll, uh, pick and roll, pick a pop, and Porzingis would pop out, and the big like almost didn't know what to do. There's one play they showed where Hartenstein like went to help on White and then knew he had to get back to Porzingis, and he basically just cleared out the lane, and White had a wide-open dunk, so... Again, that's like all just Porzingis setting screens and spacing the floor. And when that lane is wide open, everyone on our team can drive to the basket. And it was like layup lines. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that, like, I think you said in the last podcast, like Porzingis, I mean, the team is really good when he's not without him. But I think at the end of the day, he's the guy that stirs the drink for, like you said, not only just what his skill is, but what he forces, how he forces other teams to play against us. So, and yeah. I think he did all right too tonight, um, just overall. Um, down low, not like yeah, not like playing like big, but I think that he was definitely kind of making an impact on a lot of um, a lot of the stuff that was happening down low. Guys were having to adjust their shots and things like that. You could tell I he think, was battling on the boards too. Yeah, Again, he's exactly. never going to be grabbing. He's never going to be twenty rebounds. rebounds. But I think that yeah. he kind of like assisted in a lot of rebounds. Um, he and he stuff took like up that. the space that he needs to. Right, and like you said on defense, he had a lot of those plays that are almost like almost like Gobert-esque where he's just kind of floating around and just like deterring drivers, like not actually blocking shots or anything, mm -hmm. but it was like a guy would drive into the lane and him just stepping over his presence would make them either like kick it out or dribble back around. And there was times where that would happen like multiple times on one possession. And it's like, again, things like that is just changing the entire way that the other team is playing. And that's so huge. And one of those things that you almost can't really like, there's no way to kind of calculate the impact, but the difference in watching how we play when he's out there and when he's not is is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's good to have that guy back. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a few uh, – I saw just a couple people on, like, Twitter and stuff during the game, and, again, it's not always, like, the the most elite intellectual space or anything, but, like, you know, you mentioned the uh, Tatum Tatum's game. Some people were kind of saying he kind of came into the game a little bit lazy. He had only one shot attempt in the first quarter. I don't know if you wanted to address any of the stuff that people were, that I had seen. Again, it's just, I think that's not exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, like. <laughs> I just don't want anyone if, to if, claim us that we have some kind if, of bias here. No, I <laughs> actually, I thought Tatum played a really good game. I thought, um, I love how he kind of has that part of his game where it seems like he can almost like ease his way into it and let the other guys get going. And again, if we came out and got down by 10 points in the first quarter, then I think that'd be a legitimate gripe. But we came out. And I think Porzingis, had, Porzingis, Drew, and White were just all had it going. Like, we <laughs> we got off to, I mean, we scored 33 points in that first quarter, 41 points in the second quarter. And again, everyone had it going. It was White. And um, at one point, I think we had 25 points. Um, Brown had two. I think Tatum had none. And Drew, White, and Porzingis had all the rest. But again, we were generating great offense on every single trip. And I thought... 
it's it's a testament to Tatum to me that he doesn't care about that. He's not forcing it, and he's just making the right basketball play over and over again. Like they, what we were doing was working so well, and it was a lot of it was Tatum driving, drawing a ton of help, and then kicking it out to guys who were wide open. So. I love that kind of process. I I prefer this kind of game where it's spread out and we, you, the offense can be coming from everywhere. Then, I mean, obviously it's fun to see Tatum just cooking and scoring 50 points. But in terms of like as an overall team, how I want our offense to look, this is it. So, I mean, again, yeah. it doesn't really, I'm not, it's not going to be white scoring 30 points every night and being the leading scorer, like obviously, but I mean, I thought Tatum, he scored, ended up with what, 25 points on 18 shots. I think six rebounds, five assists. And mm-hmm. I thought, again, he just really let the game come to him. I thought when we first, uh, it was really back and forth. We couldn't pull away until those last two minutes of the first half. And I thought that was just an excellent two minutes for Tatum. Again, he had uh, was just driving, um, kicking out of double teams, drawing help on the drive, getting to the basket when the help was late. Uh, I think he scored a few points, had a few assists, and that was where we kind of stretched it out from, I think we were down one and ended up going into the half up nine and never really looked back. Um, so again, it's like he he knows this team is so good and there's so many good offensive players out there. He really can pick his spots. He shouldn't have to force anything. Um, I thought there was the only really shot I had the whole game I didn't like was when he shot that kind of like deep corner fadeaway when we were only up seven. And I think that was actually the play that I referenced earlier when Hauser came in and had that huge play to keep that alive. And then uh, I think it led to a Derek layup that we quickly got that lead back up. But no, I have absolutely no issues with the way Tatum played tonight. Yeah. And to your point, too, about just like um, everyone being like being involved, if you just go down the list here, White, 30 points, Tatum, 25 points, Porzingis, 21 points, Holiday, 16 points, Jalen, 17 points, albeit with the ejection, and Al Horford with 14 points. So, like, you really can't be that. I mean, if if, if no one else yeah. is scoring and we lose this game by 20, you might, I think that that's a more legitimate yeah. gripe um, about Tatum or anything that maybe not stepping up to take over. But, I mean, when the rest of the team is playing that well, I mean, I think that's when the team, the Celtics are at least at their best. Yeah. Um, the offense was unreal. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you could have this, any yeah. issues with the Celtics offense tonight. Like I said, it got a little stodgy at times in the fourth quarter, but 109 points through three quarters against one of the best defenses in the NBA. And it yeah, was, no, again, I think, yeah, I just think they're getting that... just generating a great shot, like almost every single time down the court. So again, I don't care about stats. I don't care who's shooting. If we're getting good shots for all, all of the guys we were putting out there are guys who can make shots. And that was the way it was tonight. So like, yeah, Ken Tatum, take over and cook guys and make crazy plays sure but would i rather see us drive kick drive kick and get wide open corner threes over and over again yes like yeah i think if if there's a situation where tatum needed to do more i'm sure that he he could have and and would have but he did it well he did no yeah he did stretches where he turned it turned it on and got to the rim he was driving i'm I'm talking about in general like if you know if we need him to go out and drop 50 like that that can definitely happen we've seen it happen but doesn't necessarily need to happen every night and we lost his best scoring game of the season where he did that. We lost to the Hornets for what it's worth. Touche. Very good point. So shout out to uh, anyone <laughs> on Twitter who was saying that Tatum was playing a lazy game. Mm. Um, just he got played put winning in a basketball. Bag. Yeah, he exactly. played. Um, I guess uh, I can just go ahead and address the uh, the big elephant in the room here, the Chuddy Bar parlay. I, <laughs> I'm Today I literally was getting to a point where I'm like, do I just need to like – just like take a step, take a breather. Just like take a break um, from this the parlay. So what were I know Porzingis over hit. I know the Hauser threes didn't hit. What was the third? Like? Derek White four and a half assists. I think he, he had got, three. Yeah. Okay. He didn't get. So I thought you've been hitting a lot of two out of three. And I mean the Hauser thing. 
was just bad luck. How many nights are you going to... Sam Hauser's not going to go over five from three very often. He got great looks. He's been <laughs> hitting them all year. So that just uh, at a certain point, yeah, maybe you just cursed. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the move is to start taking uh, overs for the opponents. So that was one thing that I was... That <laughs> then was it's thing... a win-win. Well, at so least I, use your your mush powers for good. Well, I did do that with one of the Hawks games, and it and I don't think that one hit well, no, either. You took but... our guys unders, I thought, right? Oh, did I'm that saying what I did? take. Uh, You're take, saying take, you know, take the Brunt, Kampale, Brunson, Randall. I took unders. Was that what I did? Okay, yeah. I think I did try to do the reverse much, but yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing else. I'm, I'm trying to think about how to rework this thing. So I want to win the chudlings some money here, but at this point. <laughs> I'm almost going bankrupt on my own little parlay, which was supposed to be a little fun little thing for me. Yeah. Uh, has quickly become quite the expense for me. Um, <laughs> we need that. Uh, we're waiting on that sports book uh, sponsorship. So hit us up. We can, Any sports book, you're more than happy to. Uh, we'll happily use you as our exclusive sports book of Chuddy's Corner. We You could boost the, the Chuddy Bar parlays. It'll be great business. It'll be a win-win <laughs> for everyone. So yeah. hit so us up. One thing I was thinking, too, is maybe even just, yeah, I might just have to start including maybe the opponents in, in the parlays and stuff, too. Maybe I'm just I'm confining myself to too much. Uh, mm. I don't know, though. It's a disaster. It is, it's an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> There's really no way around it. So, yes. uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to run. A lot of fans have said they've had to take some uh, extra shifts at the mines and in the factories to, to pay the bills. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much I'll probably be in those mines with you uh, pretty soon. So, yeah, just, just a truly unfortunate state of affairs right now for the Chuddy Bar Parlay. It's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah, I have no words. It's just, well, I have some words. Game. I just said them, but. <laughs> None of them yeah. can, can make anyone whole again. At this point now, I'd have to hit like two or three of them to even like recoup my losses. It's like, a, you know, I don't know. My other thought was that I might just do like, <laughs> like, just like super juice, like just to see the ball go through the hoop, like Tatum to score like 10 or something like that. Like Tatum to score yes. 10, like Al Horford to have like three rebounds, just like do like a super juice parlay that's like. Even with like three or four things, it's still just like a minus one ten or something like that. Yeah, just to see the ball go through the, you just got to see the ball go through the net. But I don't know. I think the the wise gambling move at this point would be to just uh, up the units until you catch up. <laughs> that might have to be it. Yeah, maybe we <laughs> should just go all out on one. Yeah, there you the go. The mega parlay, the mega parlay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's bad. It's rough. Um, yeah, do you have uh, do you have anything else uh, necessarily game related to to get into or just really that I was concerned? Um, like you said, hey, the long layoff is always you never know what you're gonna get, especially with Porzingis coming back. Was worried about a little bit of rust, and then you never know if there'll be even a little bit of a letdown coming off the loss uh, in the in season tournament to just go back to a normal regular season game. But it was good to see that that didn't didn't seem to be the case at all. Again. Um, when the offense is this good, it almost doesn't matter, but I would like to see a little more defense, um, especially, again, it kind of stopping penetration because for a while there, it just seemed like we couldn't get two stops in a row. We were just going back and forth trading baskets, and those Knicks players were just getting into the paint at will, um, finishing around the rim. Just just way too easy on it, and again, it's like the kind of thing where it seems like maybe nitpicking on a night like tonight, but... Um, we played a little better defense in the first half. This game probably would have been a blowout, and a lot of the guys probably wouldn't even had to play in the fourth quarter. So, again, it happens. NBA teams, you can't. This team always plays this close. It's hard to complain about a ten point win against a good team, but it just felt like uh, it felt like for how well we were playing on offense in the first half, we should have been up a lot more than we that, really were. I point. thought that too, because at one point they said that the Knicks are like hanging around, and um, it's kind of like 
well, you know, I guess it is. Yeah, someone's like, why are they saying they're hanging around? They're they're keeping it like closer. They're like, like yeah, but they was... shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> right. really, it feels like we were just. It's hard to explain. It just like felt like we should have been beating that team by more than we were. So well, and again, it was like them. It was the opposite of kind of what the keys to focus on were. Um, like I didn't really think we were hurting ourselves with any of the usual stuff. It was like the Knicks were just keeping up with us in a shootout, and like mm-hmm. we were scoring at will, and they kind of were too. And it was, you know, not what we usually see from that Knicks offense, but um, they made it work, and they really were hanging around again. And yeah. that game was kind of closer than it probably should have been for a lot. Why of Why do Knicks fans hate Julius Randle so much too? So, what a loaded question. First of all, <laughs> he's like, body language is just historically bad. Like, he always kind of just seems dejected. I, even at one point in the first half, he had that charge, and he just looked so pissed. And then he came down the next time and was, like, posting up, and Derek came in and, like, stripped it from behind. And he just made, like, the most dejected look. Looked like he wanted to just, like, go home. So, I think that's, like, a big part of it. Um, he's hasn't been good in the playoffs is another part of it. Um, and he, like, really doesn't react well to the crowd. Didn't he give them, like, the thumbs down when they were, like, booing at one point? He did something where he, like, thumbs down the crowd after he, like, made a shot or something. Like, his own crowd he talked smack <laughs> to. So it's been a long back and forth thing, and I also think, again, he's just that guy where it's, like, you know, big contract now. He made all NBA, but it's that kind of thing where it's, like, he's he's really good, but if he's your one of your main guys, like, it kind of caps the ceiling of the team. Um he can get into that kind of like hero ball and just like when it's bad, it looks really bad. Um, All right, yeah, because it looks good when I like when, when we've seen him, he looks looks good. I mean, I, the body language thing you're right about that. They even mentioned that in the broadcast, but I don't know. You're the Knicks, like you should be like I don't know. You well, have well, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like they, what do you expect? They probably <laughs> they probably don't appreciate him as much as they maybe should, but I think it's also just like it just feels like he should be like better in a bigger part of winning where it seems like when they're good like it's really Brunson is that guy um I don't know he also just seems like he has some like really gross shot selection a couple times where the Knicks were like trying to cut it into single digits and he would just put up a couple like he had a gross three-pointer uh they got the offense board kicked it out he was like running in and just immediately launched another three that just like barely even grazed the rim um so I think it's just like things like that where it's just uh it doesn't seem like he always has the best basketball IQ, and it doesn't always seem like maybe winning is his top priority, I guess, or, like, being part of a team. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Um All right. So, yeah, if that's all. Oh, the only other thing. One other thing was just a funny play, that jump ball between Pritchard oh, and Hartenstein. Porzingis think... psyched him out. He had him nervous. I don't think you could even do that. Like, what, like I don't think both guys just whiffed on the jump. The ball came down, and Porzingis just caught it out of yeah. the air. Like, I don't think that's that, legal. Because, yeah, I think it would have I've to never be a never seen anything, right? never seen anything like that other than in, like, a video game. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Porzingis, or um, Pritchard just psyched out our boy Frankenstein there. Yeah, seemingly. After, uh, and Jalen tried to absolutely end Hartenstein. Uh, Hartenstein actually blocked that. It still yeah. went in that dunk. It was kind of a weird play, but uh, Jalen sized him out and was like, yeah, you, I'm, uh, I am absolutely going to end yeah, you right Jaylen now. Yeah, Jalen had a pretty big dunk, too, that Brunson sort of ducked out of the way. He made a good business yeah, decision there because good. he's, he's probably seen a few few of those uh, graveyard dunks there. Um, yeah, that could have been ugly. Yeah, so all right. Well, Celtics. But, Hart- but Hartenstein, again, I got us to say, hats off. He had a nice game. Played over Robinson and was largely better than him. I think he had 16 rebounds. Um, you know, just battling again. That's that's exactly the kind of guy Mo, between Mo Wagner, Hartenstein. It's not just specifically German players, but um, those kind of like <laughs> gritty, hardworking. It seems like backup centers who just uh, 
they know their role and they just relentlessly crashing the glass and just making like hustle plays down low always give us trouble and he again i thought was one of one of their best players tonight so uh Shouts out to your least favorite player in the NBA, who I think is probably at least begrudgingly earning your respect with his play at this point. Wow, you're really pandering to our German audience right now. Auf Wiedersehen, friends. It's probably Guten Morgen over there. Oh, yes. <laughs> Anyone waking up early for the Chuddy's Corner out there? Whoever you are, wherever you are, we appreciate our German <laughs> listener. Absolutely. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, he, he did play well. Uh, for some reason, I feel like he just looks different than he did the first game he played. I don't know if he has like, a different <laughs> hairstyle. I feel like I saw him again. I'm like, I don't know why I thought this guy looked so much like Frankenstein, but he didn't have quite the Frankenstein look to him. But <laughs> Maybe he had that going for uh, the Halloween season, perhaps. He was yeah, I might have just, yeah, just been really <laughs> zoned in Halloween. But, um, all right, yeah, so to wrap it up again, Celtics uh, get the 133-123 win over the Knicks. Uh, they move on to sixteen and five on the season, ten and zero at home, and also mm-hmm. just a good little stat is nine and one in their division. I saw some stat that like no one else in the league has like even close to that many wins in their division. So, uh, interesting. You know, the teams that you play most often to be able to beat those teams pretty frequently is definitely a good feeling. Not that divisions really matter so much in the NBA, but um, it's still just really those are the guys you're gonna play. <laughs> I know, yeah, they get they, they those are the teams you're gonna play the most. So to be able to kind of take care of business against them. Yeah. Um, is, is definitely is definitely a plus. So and again, and those just, are solid teams. I mean, Philly, yeah. Knicks, Nets, uh, Raptors. I believe off the top of my head is pretty solid division. Yeah. So again, yeah, it's good to get those, those wins. Um, kick it over to you for around the NBA. What uh, what do you got for us uh, going on around the league? Uh, a lot going on around the league, really. But um, got to start with the in season tournament, of course. After the Celtics got knocked out, we had the semifinals were last night in Vegas. Uh, the first game was just absolutely awesome. Real coming out party for the Pacers. Um, played a great game, beat the box. Halliburton, unbelievable yet He's again. crazy good. 27 points, 15 assists, 7 rebounds, and not a single turnover in sight. He just absolutely dominated. There was, uh, really nothing the Bucks could do, it felt like. And then, not only that, uh, in crunch time, after he had a huge shot, he did a lengthy Dame Time celebration looking at his watch. Uh, <laughs> Lillard was not too happy about that in his press conference. He sounded extremely salty. I thought he said, um, that, he res- he thought he said that he respected it. Well, I he, saw the, he said quote, he's, I the he might have said he was... Res- I don't know what he said at first, but then he was like, well, he's like, you should just, like shouldn't take it for granted when it's your moment like that moment could be over before you know it or like uh, he uh the tone and the underlying message you could tell he was he was salty that's he funny. was not happy about that at all that's good um stuff. so a great game and then the night game as good as that game was was equally as bad as uh the pelicans really just no showed which is kind of weird uh didn't look good at all zion looked <laughs> like he had been hitting every vegas buffet before the game uh, yeah i have a thought on this uh, the you... lakers I, I think the, they won by 44 so um not a great game, but I think it sets up kind of the perfect final for this tournament where we have, like, the two opposite ends of the spectrum. You have the young, up-and-coming, super-fast, super-fun, likable team from a small market with uh, the Pacers, who have everything to prove, taking on the NBA Blue Blood, the Lakers with LeBron, AD, all these superstars. So it's like, couldn't be more different teams, and I think that's great And uh, for the in-season tournament. I mean, I think this is what you want. I think it's been a huge success, and I hope that the finals are fun, and I obviously hope that the Pacers win. Yeah, I just have a. I definitely hope the Pacers win too. Um, but I just had because you you just said that you were a little surprised by the Pelicans and Scouse did too on the broadcast. He was surprised they no showed. To me, that's like the most predictable thing ever. 
Like their <laughs> their best player is just this fat slob who loves to have sex with porn stars and shit like that. And he's in Las Vegas. To me, it, like it doesn't surprise me at all that that team showed up flat. I wouldn't be surprised if they. Like, like you just said, we're at like a buffet or just at uh, the Bunny Ranch or whatever, something like that. I mean, to me, that's like the least surprising thing ever that they go to Vegas um, and and no showed. But I guess that's possible. But yeah. I thought they, I thought they would have been more motivated by the financial burden to then go party in Vegas with all that money. See, uh, I, 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 maybe yeah. it doesn't really matter when they have as much money as they do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But like, Zion is just, I don't know. That guy is, I saw just a clip of him dribbling the ball up court. Like, he's just so diesel. Like, not even yeah. like, no, like, he's, he's just, he's, he's just fat. He's big. And, la- and last night it was like, he looks so out of shit. Like, the way they were wrestling him and he was, he would come out, he played like four minute shifts and would come out. It was like hockey shifts with him. It's like, dude, <laughs> it's December. It's not like the first week of the season. Like, you can't be in this bad of shape. And it's not like he's been hurt. He's not coming back from anything. It's just like, it's just bad. And honestly, it's like, it's wild. There's a million jokes about him, but it's actually like, honestly, kind of sad. This guy was one of the most freakish athletes ever coming up through like high school and even yeah. in college, even his first few years in the NBA. If like, if this is just kind of who he is and he's still is really good. It can really impact the game, but if his body is just not what it was, like this could be one of those like best that never was situations, which again would just be sad. Well, yeah, I just hate to see th- that. There's a video floating around of like a lot of his Duke highlights. And I forgot about that, like corner three that he blocked in one of those games. I think that was like his first game yeah. maybe. Um, and it was just like, yeah, it's just, it's so weird to look at that. Cause, cause then he was like, still like kind of like stock, like stocky, but it's just like, it was definitely just like, not athletic. Like no, <laughs> now it's like, he just literally he, he he's starting to reach the territory of like your like uncle that's like at like your family party that's just like, like pass me the rock yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah so it's like like obviously is like good or whatever but like like you said just can't and I don't know just if you can't remember play long enough his AAU mixtapes were like legendary yeah like he was like unbelievable unbelievable highlights even when yeah. he was you know a young teenager um doing it's things wild. That nba players can't do and now like i said he's prone to be this young and potentially his body already breaking down seemingly again i don't know everything that's going on but seemingly just because he can't get in shape is just like i don't know maybe he's needs like a change down calories and things like train that, him not... to like somewhere where there's like not as good of food and nightlife or something <laughs> like for everyone's sake involved like i you know yeah. i don't know what what's the best situation for him but i'm starting to think maybe new orleans is not it just lifestyle wise yeah no but again i just i wasn't surprised at all because i mean just the way they're laughing that video like what do you guys gonna do if yeah, you're like exactly. oh, it's like they probably were like already i don't know I don't know. Yeah. It's a family show. I don't want to get too deep into what they might have been doing. But <laughs> yeah, I think I think everyone can use their imagination on that one. But. Yeah. So, shout out to Zion. Uh, yeah, we'll see. A lot of season left. The Pelicans. I still. I still. Have He's playing his way into shape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Um, All right. Anyway, else? that was it for the IST. Great IST stuff. Uh, otherwise, I don't know if you caught any of the Sam Amick interview with uh, James Harden. Really good interview. Um, it got a lot of good quotes about him. Um, basically explained the situation that Maury just like told him he was going to give him a max contract, and then they just like didn't talk to him like straight up. Um, so he said a lot of stuff like that. He had some other funny quotes. Uh, at times he said, you know, he repeated that he was an intelligent person. He kept saying what he was looking for, um, and every single time it was money and financial security and then would throw in and uh you know a, a good basketball situation a team that could win 
just hilarious uh, lack of self-awareness on all the quotes. And then the best part <laughs> is just kept, he kept repeating, I'm an intelligent person. I think multiple times he just used that exact quote, I'm an intelligent person, in like the middle of sentences. I feel like you kind of... have to repeat that multiple <laughs> well, times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so good story. Anyone who hasn't read that, it was a good, good, very good interview by Amick and got really some great quotes out of Harden and said some stuff that I don't even know if he's like allowed to say. And he's accusing people of like clearly breaking a lot of rules. So great read there. Um, and then the highlight of the piece was PJ Tucker, who's obviously now on the Clippers said the quote um, when asked about the new the Clippers team with obviously Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi, he said there aren't enough basketballs on the earth for this team. That's so, good. Great That's quote great. to have a guy say about uh, the team that he's on. So that That's is funny. Good. Especially I think a guy who likes to get had like zero points and like yeah. yeah. Oh, he doesn't score. Well, yeah, there's not well, enough balls. Certainly enough balls for him, but I think he meant it in a complimentary way to be like we have all these guys who are so good with the ball, but it just comes off as like obviously not that this is just a disaster set up for a team like a selfish team and they'll never work because they all need the ball so that's he i think unintentionally hit the nail on the head with that one which was uh funny to see um yeah another non-ist game but another just brutal ref game the other day is a really really good fun lakers suns game i don't know if you caught the end of this but um the lakers i think not the in-season tournament one it was not an in-season tournament game um or was it? Now I can't even remember. Jesus. Well, because they played in the first round. Yeah, you're right. So it actually probably was the in-season tournament. I don't know. Did the quarterfinals well, get fucked up? Or did it... <laughs> it was the in-season tournament. Sorry, you're right. But uh, it was the quarterfinals. It wasn't Vegas. But the game ended. The Lakers were up to pass the ball in. And I think it was Reeves just like got it poked away, fell down. And uh, LeBron didn't call. was just screaming for a timeout in the ref's face. They gave him the timeout. The Lakers clearly didn't have possession. Um, and that, the Suns would have picked it up and had a layup to tie the game, and they just gave them a phantom timeout. So basically, just completely botched the game. Um, and I mean, that really decided. So again, just another example of shitty officiating around the league. And sh- go, sh- go figure. It's favoring LeBron and the Lakers. So that's fun. Um, the Pistons had a chance against the super shorthanded Grizzlies the other night. They did not come through with that. The Pistons lost again tonight to the Magic. I think they're up to 19 straight yeah, losses now. Yeah, I think that's now. what I saw. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty bad. They're what two and twenty something at this point, and I like. I don't see a lot of. I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel. It's just such a grim situation. We're gonna keep monitoring this because it's so bad. They have the highest paid coach in the league. He already doesn't look like he wants to be there. Um, he doesn't look like he knew he was getting himself into a rebuild. He's just bizarre decisions in terms of who's playing, what they've done with the roster. Um, it's just a, it's really really a disaster there um, yeah. and it's sad because they have some good young pl- talent on the team but they uh, got Cade they got Cade shout well, out Wilbon shout out Wilbon but no on a serious note like Osar Thompson has been really good Jaden Ivey I still think is like a good player who oddly like doesn't get to play much I like Marcus Sasser Jalen Duran has been great even though he just got hurt uh, they're doing weird things with Wiseman and Bagley it's just Killian Hayes is playing too much it's it's all around just very weird and it's like top to bottom like you're getting weird stuff from some of the players really weird coaching the gm's done weird stuff i don't know what i don't know what the move is but um <laughs> certainly a situation to monitor um speaking of situations to monitor we had we've been having a lot of zach levine talk he's now gonna be out three to four more weeks with his injury before it gets reevaluated. and um on a somewhat related note after the bulls win tonight they've now won four in a row <laughs> since levine got hurt 
Uh, so they were what five and fourteen without Levine, and now they're four and zero since he got hurt. So not exactly uh, doing anything to bolster his trade value that apparently was already nothing. Yeah. Not a lot of so, interest. <laughs> yeah, so uh, another gruesome scene in in Chicago, but just kind of funny that they're now seemingly rallying without Levine. So could be a, could be a, a Ewing Ewing theory candidate there for sure. And then uh, the only other thing I had was Kelly Oubre uh, quietly made his return to the court last night for Phil, or two nights ago for the Sixers. Um, in his first game back, played against tonight, looked fine. Just came in again quietly, like. This whole, I think this story is just over. We're all just moving on. We're never going to know what happened. And it's just the end. A very quiet and uh, anticlimactic end to a kind of a bizarre saga that started off with him getting hit and run by a car. Um, and now, possibly, we don't even know. To He's just back playing and came in and I think scored 16 points off the bench. And seemingly, we're just never going to talk about it again or never going to find <laughs> out what happened. So... I don't Welcome know. Back, do, we, do we still send the intern to Philly? I don't even know if it's worth it at this point. I don't know what to do. No, I don't want the intern to get into any trouble down there. Yeah, it's probably better to just uh, let sleeping dogs lie on that one, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good night of action tonight. Kind of cool. It's been a weird NBA week. We mentioned the Celtics' long layoff. It's been kind of the one weird thing about the in-season tournament is that, obviously, we had the two semifinal games on Tuesday. We had no games last Sunday because of not knowing, obviously, who was going to be playing. Then we had only the two games on Tuesday. Then we had basically everyone else playing Wednesday, only the two games on Thursday. And then we had all the other 26 teams in action tonight on this Friday night. So it's been days with like no games, days with all the games. Uh, so yeah. weird week, but a lot of good basketball. Um, excited for the finals tomorrow night of the in-season tournament. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I, I want to keep it a little bit short, but I do have a, I do kind of have almost like a surprise for you. I didn't want to give you a heads up on it. Cause I didn't want you to brush up on this, but I don't know if you saw it during the in-season tournament uh, when they had like the combined like uh, ESPN and TNT like crews or whatever. And they were doing, they're asking yes. Stephen A. Smith, like random NBA players. And he didn't they know. They were where, playing like, the Barkley game with him. Yeah. So <laughs> I wanted to do that with you tonight oh, to sort of wow. show, show some of the chutty chops here. <laughs> So oh God! I didn't really prepare this because I wasn't sure if we, if, if we'd have like time and then you know uh, we're you know we're getting a little bit long on this episode, but I just want to go through. I'm just clicking on some of the games that were played tonight and just kind of clicking on. <laughs> so I guess that's a little bit of a hint that they played tonight. So pretend well, you didn't hear that. Twenty six teams in the league. All right, Isaiah Livers, Pistons. All right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no, that one's easy. You and I know that one. <laughs> Trendon Watford. Watford. Oh, he's a good player. Is he still in Portland? Watford. Uh... Is he on the Bulls? Eh. Oh, he's on the Nets. Uh, the Nets. Ah, oh, damn it. Fuck. He was on Portland. He must have been in that trade. All right. He's on Portland last year. Uh, Let's see here. Who do we got here? Wendell Moore Jr. Jesus. <laughs> Is that Wendell what? Moore Jr. Uh <laughs> he played at Scrim. I, he who played does he, does three he play? minutes tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh scratching the surface there. Uh, he... Let's see. Um I'll guess <sighs> this can't be someone good. 
<laughs> He's not on the Pistons, too. He is uh, Wendell Moore Jr. He's a Western Conference team. Yeah, is he on... Uh, Jeez, we're gonna have to geez. cut this. Part. Yeah, I, I don't know the Blazers again. I guess the Blazers. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what it out. No, he's on the Timberwolves. Oh, Jesus! He's not in go... the rotation at all. No, he's not. I get so. Yeah, were those players they were doing yesterday at least like rotation players? Holy Some shit! Tristan Thompson's still in the league. Yeah, somewhat decent. Wow, believe it or not, wild. so provided some good minutes. He's on that, the Cavaliers. That's crazy. All right. Uh... We'll do one more here because this this is getting brutal. Dean Wade, Dean Wade, the accountant, also on the Cavaliers. <laughs> the accountant is that is that that's is his that a real nickname or just... no? That's I think Zach Lowe started that one just because he thinks Dean Wade is just the nickname. Uh, it's just an accountant's type of name. Right. He's one of those guys that we said if he had a cooler name, people would respect him more. But he sounds like an accountant. Keon Ellis, Keon. Ellis is on... Is he on the Kings? Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll end there, because that, that's on a good note for you. We'll, <laughs> I'll take we'll, that. Oh, yeah. yeah, four out of six, that's not bad. What I should have done... <laughs> have you have you seen the video of Stephen, or the, did you see it live? Because I, I was going to say I should just I use those I, names to put you up against Stephen no, A. I, but... saw some, I know, like, Ish Smith was on there. I saw a few of them, but I, I didn't see all of them. But, yeah. uh... Maybe yeah, we'll just do it no. every now and then. I'll just surprise you with some random players and around the NBA. Like just, just to keep like us it. honest. So... Not bad. Not, I, I, I threw definitely a curveball at you there. That one guy, after I clicked on him, I looked. <laughs> one more junior. That's, yeah. A, yeah. that's a deep cut. I mean, yeah. the rest of the guys, I could tell you most of them where they went to school. Those are actually, I mean, Isaiah Livers, another odd uh, Pistons player. Speaking of weird guys playing, he was good. Went to Michigan, had some good moments. He's decent. He's decent. So Yeah. There's some real guys you mentioned. So they got Kate and they got and they got livers. They got Kate. They got livers. All right. Things are coming around. All right, well, that wraps it up for uh, tonight's episode of Chuddy's Corner. Uh, we'll see you again, I think, on Sunday. Do we have, like, a 3.30 game on Sunday? I think it is. So, again, this is kind of – I know it's been weird with that scheduling. So, like, as of now, there's nothing for the 10th. There's no game scheduled. But I don't know if that's going to change. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah our, no, I think our next game is until Tuesday. I think Sunday is another – day just off for the whole league because holy of, shit yeah because i think they had to schedule this in-season tournament stuff on the fly because obviously they can't have the schedule set because they didn't know who would be who's gonna it. be in the games so i think they left a couple of these slates open so that's why it's been really yeah, weird so, so, it is. so tuesday the 12th uh we're playing yeah. the Cavs, and i think we're playing the Cavs again on thursday so we'll get a heavy dose of the Cavs and of the accountant and of tristan thomas thompson <laughs> making his return to boston so yes um we'll see everyone again on tuesday uh, again, uh, follow me on Twitter at Doug underscore outs, follow Chud at King Chuddy, follow the show page at Chuddy's Corner, and please go and subscribe to all the pages, wherever you get your podcast, listen to it, whatever your second favorite place to get your podcast is, subscribe to that too, and just go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube just because you should just do it. Uh, Chuddy's Corner, anywhere where podcasts are, are uh, listened to, we're there. Uh, and we will see everyone again on Tuesday night. Celtics again, 133-123 to 123. Move on to 16-5 in the season. Chud, you have a good night. Everybody, take care. Peace out, Chuddy Eds. <laughs>